friends. Welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. We'll be Hey friends, Connie here from the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I am starting to do video podcasts, so those of you that are listening just on the audio channel, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Um, It's not up quite yet, but it will be soon, so... Uh, I'm going to start putting up these videos as well as the audio on my normal platforms. But today I just wanted to talk with you about something that's been on my mind. I haven't been sure how to share it. I'm just going to do my best. I've been praying over it. um, Praying over it because it felt like something that could benefit people, but I wasn't sure the best way to say it. So, you know, you get things in your mind sometimes and you can feel like it's a good idea. It's like, but the idea isn't complete. It's just like bits and pieces of an idea or bits and pieces of a truth and it's not completely formed. Well, that's kind of what this is. So anyway, I had a gastric bypass um, this year on the 28th of June. If you go back or you remember, there was some times in the summer that I said, you know, I had surgery and was recovering and whatnot. Well, that's what I had. I had a gastric bypass and that is a weight loss surgery. And so this podcast, I'm recording it. I'm not sure when it'll go out, but I'm recording it. It's the 6th of September and I've lost a little over 40 pounds. And I know that there are mixed feelings about weight loss surgery. And that's not what this, this isn't a plug for weight loss surgery. But what this is, is to tell you that sometimes God uses tools or surgeries or medications or therapies to help us and aid us in our healing journey. God isn't static. He doesn't just do the same thing over and over and over again. And while he doesn't only use do miracles, like I'm in a, an amazing little chair where I'm sort of reclining back. Anyway, uh, he doesn't he doesn't just use miracles, and he doesn't just make you suffer through um, learning things. Sometimes it's a combination of both, and I guess this is important to me because. I prayed about it for a long time. My weight issues started when I was 11 and I was misdiagnosed. The moment that I started taking all of those unnecessary, heavy antipsychotics and antidepressant drugs, 
I gained exorbitant amounts of weight and I was never able to lose the weight. I would lose it from time to time, you know, throughout. There would be, you know, months, different times where I'd try a certain medication and randomly the side effect would be weight loss or something or, you know, such bad anxiety that you didn't want to eat type of thing. But I gain it right back. And so my weight was greatly impacted by a choice that wasn't mine to make. At 11, you can't say, I'm not going to take these drugs. It just doesn't work that way. Children, rightfully so, don't have authority over their own life. Now we're supposed to be protected and, and not being protected or not having the right things done is another story for another day and time. But as an 11-year-old girl, uh, I didn't have the say to say, I'm not going to take these drugs. So I ended, I had to take them and I ended up taking them and I immediately gained massive amounts of weight. And you know, it really, really had an ugly impact on my life growing up. Um, being fat is something that you can't hide, you know, um, it, it does impact your life and it does make people think differently about you. And, you know, it's much easier to tease someone that's fat than not, you know, it just happens. Um, and so it, it greatly impacted my life for the negative. And then as an adult, once I came off all of those medications and I started to heal and I lost a good amount of weight. But then over time, the grief and the sorrow that I experienced through my healing journey, through everything that I was being asked to face and asked to change and asked to overcome, I went back to what I knew. So at 11, when I was forced to take the drugs that I didn't need, although I was forced to take them and my body didn't need them, it, it created within me this fundamental foundational coping mechanism of food. And so when I became an adult and I was rescued from that life and I began to walk out of it and I began to heal, healing brings about its own trauma because in order to heal, you have to face the past. And when the past is just in the past or the past is suppressed even though it's affecting us, it's still not out in the open. It's still not, we're not facing it. So it's whole weight isn't being poured out on us. But when you heal, you have to face the past and you can only do it a bit at a time. But each bit that you take on to face, it creates its own sense of pain and trauma. And so because that foundation for me was already laid, already laid that food was a uh, satisfactory coping mechanism that it met uh, and made me feel better. It met that need. It made me feel better. I just went back to what I knew and I wrestled and I wrestled and I wrestled with it. Well, fast forward to getting pregnant in 2018. Well, 2017, I had my babies in 2018 and then three subsequent losses I, again, resorted to what I knew, how I knew best to cope, and that was food. 
and I gained the most weight and got to the heaviest weight that I've ever been at in, in my whole life. And prayerfully, this surgery had come up and I turned it down because the first time I turned it down because I was concerned, well, what if I have this surgery and, um, you know, it helps for a while, but then I just go back to how things always were. And I felt sure that the Lord wouldn't give me an out. And so I, I was even in the process of, of getting approved for the surgery when I decided I'm not going to do this. And so I backed out and I just kept praying about it. And I prayed that if the Lord wanted me to do it, um, that he would open the door. Well, he did open the door and I had the surgery. And before the surgery, I had shared with a couple of very close friends that I had just a sense of disgust for who I was, how I looked, that I, I could not get rid of. I didn't go into the surgery having compassion for myself. I didn't go into the surgery being proud of myself for how far I've come. I didn't go into the surgery thinking um, anything good about myself. I just had this heart of disgust for my fatness, for my um, overeating, for my coping mechanism, using food to cope with life. And so I tried, I prayed about it, you know, I quoted the truth, but it just didn't make a difference to me. Even the things that I knew were true had no impact on, on the heart. And after the surgery, I started to grow in that compassion. And so I also wanted to share that we think that we have to have all our ducks in a row for the Lord to be able to work. And we think that we have to be in a place where, um, even if we're struggling, our mindset is right. And that we can believe and accept the truth. We have to believe and accept the truth that we know um, is the right thing to believe and accept before God is going to honor um, just the simple desire that we we want things to be right, but we realize we can't make it happen. And so it wasn't till the other side of the surgery that I started to have and find love for who I was. And it wasn't until after the surgery that I realized that God didn't need anything from me except honesty to work. And my honesty was real and raw honesty. I, my prayer was, Lord, I can't change this. I, I, I don't even want to, I want to want to do the right thing, but I, I don't know how. And because of that, I'm afraid you're not going to help me because I feel like I have to want to do the right thing or I have to be trying to do the right thing. And my, my life at the time was so painful from trying to heal and trying to overcome that I didn't even want to stop wanting to eat. I didn't even want to do the right thing. I had sort of given up. 
And I expected that because that was the reality, that because I literally really didn't have anything to give. And I know we never do, but honestly speaking that to the Lord and then watching him use the gift of modern medicine to assist me. And then realizing that that self-love, the beginning of it, because it's not complete, but the beginning of self-love and the beginning of godly confidence, meaning confidence in who God says that I am to him, not even to me. It's not, I am who God says I am, which is true, but even more importantly is who God says I am to him because who God says I am is just kind of unfinished. It's kind of like leaves that in the ball of, well, I know who I am in God. And that leaves it with me. But what I'm learning is who he says that I am to him. It takes it from a external level to a very, very personal place an intimate place. And I have different people that will listen to this, but I don't want to know this, but I'm sharing it because I know that there are other people out there that suffer from these same feelings and these same struggles. And I want you to know that the most important place that you can come to is honesty with God and realizing that he doesn't need anything from you. You don't have to have your ducks in a row. You don't have to even believe the truth. And I'm not saying don't believe the truth. I'm saying you don't have to have it in impacting you. Like you can be confused and you can be upset and you can be hurt and you can know that God says you're valuable, but you don't, you don't believe it. You don't feel it. You can't accept it or take it in. That's what I mean. You don't have to have it together for him to work on your behalf that he actually truly delights in bringing restoration to people that simply can admit, I, I have nothing to give you and I'm broken. And if I were given the chance and the opportunity, I would just keep choosing this sin over and over and over because I don't know how to do anything else. And not only that, I don't want to do anything else because I feel like I never feel good. Nothing ever fills that void in me. And this thing does. And being honest with him opens you up to be able to experience who he truly is. And only then can you begin to know who you are to him. And when you know who you are to him, the other things start to fade away. They don't overnight lose their power but they, they begin to. And I know that for me, that is one of the biggest things is having some of these taskmasters, some of these dictators that are in my life telling me who I am, that's not true. And telling me what I will amount to, that's not true. They need to lose some of their authority and it's slow, but even the tiniest little bit that I can start to realize who God says I am to him makes a massive difference in my quality of life and in my trust and in my relationship with him. And I want you to know 
that a relationship with Jesus is the most precious gift that you can have in this life. So I hope whatever you're facing, whatever sin battle you're in, that you come to know that God wants to work in your life simply because he wants to restore you, not because you're good enough or you have something to give him. And he wants to show you more than just who you are. He wants to show you more than just who you are in him. He wants to show you who you are to him. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I hope that you'll share this episode with your family and friends and bear with me as I get better at video podcasting um, and just pray for my ministry. And if you need a speaker for your women's event, your youth event, whatever event, I would love to get in touch with you. You can email me. Um, at refinedbyfire84 at gmail.com and uh, send me just an inquiry and I will get back to you. And if you have a request, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Follow me at readcc.com on Facebook and Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. I'll talk to you next time.